0: Welcome to your Sunday psychics and today is your mother's day edition of the show uh, to all of you mothers out there hope you've had a wonderful wonderful day and uh, and Stephanie happy mother's day
1: well hello Rebecca happy mother's day thank here you. we are
0: thank you here we are um, <laughs> ah wow <laughs> deep breath exactly yes yes exactly. i know i know and uh and i hope i didn't give you guys a heart attack uh because uh i know i logged in really at the last minute here <laughs> so uh but i made it i made it yay anyway, welcome everybody to the show um super awesome to have all of you here with us tonight um we're super grateful you know stephanie and i love this work and uh we really appreciate each and every one of you showing up for us because we get to do something we love. And uh, if you weren't here, we probably wouldn't be doing it. So, uh, and then also I want to say a great, big thank you to Garrett for being here with us every week. Garrett, thank you so much. I know you'd rather be behind the scenes and screen in those calls, but we just always want to acknowledge you because, you're a huge part of making this show happen, and so we oh, couldn't do it without you, you, so thank you.
2: Happy Mother's so. Day, and I promise to be on mute when I eat broccoli tonight, so thank you.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> deal, you got a deal. You okay. Deal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, okay. So, um, wow, it's been, it's been a long week. It's been a good week, but it's been a long week. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit, and and Stephanie, I'll ask you to kind of talk more about the stuff that's happening, you know, like astrologically and globally and, you know, fifth dimensionally and all of that, Uh, because I'm not an astrologer. Uh, I I do, I'm a psychic medium. That is who I am. That is what I do. I do all kinds of psychic work. Uh, So that means, you know, talking to people who passed and doing medical and relationships and careers, and I do all of those things that are related to being a psychic and using my intuition. And so one of the reasons Stephanie and I feel like we're such a great team is because she's a theta healer, she does pendulum work, she has studied all of these other kinds of modalities and energy healings that I don't do. So it's very interesting for both of us when we're doing these readings because we get so much similar information. <laughs> it's almost like when we're doing these readings, it's almost as if we've turned in, it turns into a book. And it's like, okay, follow along in this chapter and this paragraph. Uh, even though nobody directed us to do that. So just so you kind of have an understanding as the listeners and the callers about what we experience, it's almost like we're reading along in the same book at the same time on the same page, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, but, but there's a lot of stuff happening this month astrologically and, you know, portals opening. I think they called it the Stargate was on May 5th, which... I don't, know, don't even know what that's called when it, it was 5-5, five, five, but then 2021 is also a 5, so numerologically it was five five five, And so all I know is that that was kind of a, a star date opening thing. Um, but I know what's been happening for me is that I have these incredibly deep wounds just coming up. And you know, I had this intention to do deep work over this last year when we got put on the safer at home protocol. I thought, well, okay, this is a great time for me to disconnect from a whole bunch of stuff and um, and really go in. And so I had the intention to do that starting a year ago. Uh, but what I've noticed is that even though I've done all this work and I've I've really come into much deeper levels of self love. Um, I feel like I feel like I'm cleaning out the basement and the attic at the same time. <laughs> so does uh-huh. that make sense to you, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's almost like, you know, I'm going into these deep dark crevices of of my soul that have really been in the dark without a light shown on it and now I'm shining the light on it and It's, you know, it almost feels a little bit extreme because I feel like, oh, I feel great. I feel centered. I feel like I'm in self-love and, you know, I'm not looking for anything outside myself to validate myself. And then from one moment to the next, I feel like I'm this wounded child who feels abandoned. And I'm like... Wait a minute, I thought I dealt with this already, <laughs> which I know that the <laughs> learning is lifelong, and we talk about it being an onion. You deal with one level, and then you've got to peel the onion away and do it the next one and the next one and the next one, getting through these layers, but what I'm finding is the time where I'm in the wound is much less, and I'm really practicing now um, offering the wound to the universe, God, and or myself to heal. Because the biggest lesson that I've learned is that there's nobody outside of myself who's going to heal me. It has to come from within me. Just like Stephanie, yours and my work, is we help facilitate healing. If you come to us because you have an intention to heal, we can give you the tools and give you some clarification and maybe give you a roadmap on what you can do to facilitate that healing and we can hold the space for you for that because most of us need that. Most of us desire having somebody else kind of hold the space of, look, I can love you while you're in it. But the work is always an inside job. You know, I, I tease my clients and I tell them I give a lot of homework. <laughs> and they don't find <laughs> out what that is until we do a session, but I, I give a lot of homework and, and that's why, but Anyway, coming back to, you know, this whole thing of almost feeling like there's two extremes happening. I know that part of this is what's happening astrologically with this opening this month um, and the moon cycles and everything. And so my understanding of this is we are being pushed to really get into those deepest, darkest places. I mean, it's like, it isn't just that you're moving out and you got to pack all your stuff up that's in the house and in the attic and the cellar. You have to go under the house and clean that too. (laughs) And that's what it feels like. So, you know, just know that you're safe no matter how deep you need to go and that it comes back to loving yourself and that if you're willing to move through these emotions, even if they're really intense, um, that there is love behind all of that. There's always love behind pain, uh, but we forget that. And, and especially when we're in it, it can just feel so intense. It's it's, it's it can be overwhelming. Really, is the word that comes to mind. Um, part of that too is um, you know most people on the planet are empaths, but there are some of us who have. Uh, much more sensitive antenna (laughs) if you will (laughs) and I actually yeah I know you know what that is Uh, Uh somebody actually (laughs) asked me today she said I don't know how to turn that off like I don't want to go into the feeling space because I don't know how to turn it off I don't know how to not feel what everybody's feeling I don't know how not to feel what's happening in the world I'm connected to all of it all the time and sometimes I feel like I can't even move So, you know, one of the things I, for those of you who listen regularly or who have listened to the show before, you know, Stephanie will do a meditation a little bit later in the program. And one of the things you can do is you can practice the meditation that we do on the show. And if that's not, if you feel like it's not enough, Stephanie has other meditations. If you want to reach out to her privately, Um, I also have other meditations. If you want to reach out and if you do decide to do that and, or want to set up a private session. Uh, Stephanie's website is journeywithstephanie.com and my website is rebeccafisk.com and there are links to those um, from the show page um, if you're logged into your computer. So we can help you with that if you need help with meditations or you need help with visualizations to help you, you know, kind of stay protected or feeling more protected in that state. Um, and then also, it's a practice of coming back to your own center and remembering that nature nurtures. It's always a really good thing for me to get out in nature. And I, I always suggest to people, look, if you live by the beach, try to get out and walk in the sand and get your feet wet in the ocean. Um, or if you have grass where you are and you can walk barefoot on the grass, it's very, very grounding. And it really helps. And so, uh, anyway, I I guess to summarize the long and short of all of this is if you're feeling kind of, you know, like you're getting extreme, in, kind of in waves, it's not surprising at all. We still have a lot going on in the world with the pandemic. Unfortunately, we're doing well in the States right now, but India is just, God bless them. It's, it's just very difficult there right now. Uh, and we are also connected to this conscious field of energy. So we feel the fear and we feel the sadness. And so it's really important to come back into yourself and find that place of peace within you so that you can stay centered and remember that you're loved in every moment. And remember that we are all conscious beings doing the best that we can. And self-love is very, very important. It's not an option. It's not selfish. It is the way it needs to be. We are first children of God. And God wants us to live in joy and wants us to take care of ourselves. So, ah, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, <laughs> it's been a bit of a day for me, roller coaster wise. I mean, great, really nice Mother's Day, I have to say. Um, you know, I, I I got to go hit some balls at, on the, uh, at the driving range at the golf course, and that was kind of fun. And uh, and then I went for a hike um, in a wetlands area near where I live, and we were out there for probably three hours. And it was so wonderful to just be out in the ocean air and on the hiking trail and with all the different things on the landscape and lots and lots and lots of lizards and, and lots of different um Uh, birds and and, and, oh and I saw flying fish I mean like I've seen flying fish kind of on the corridor of my eye before but today it was like oh my gosh no I'm like I'm watching them leap out of the water and it was so cool so (laughs) um, (laughs) you know the takeaways I feel like they were saying hi you know like take away the joy right come back to center yourself in the joy so anyway (laughs) Thank you for letting me ramble about all of that. And, and Stephanie, I really am interested and intrigued about <laughs> what you know about the numerology stuff and with the Stargate and all that. Because like I said, I kind of go, okay, yep, I'm experiencing that energy, but I don't really understand all of that. What is the 555 five, five thing numerologically?
1: Well, um, so number five by itself in numerology means change and transformation. And so from that angle, it's a really good number. Um, This is funny. I'm entering it into my little Oracle app. So here's the message. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I have an app on my phone. Alana, Alana Fairchild in Australia has a number of different tools. And so one of them is an app on the phone. It's Oracle Cards. This is from the 1111 Oracle Deck. And 555, according to her, means, beautiful message, I remain steady through the inner or outer turbulence that is needed for long-term issues to suddenly break free and heal. (laughs) Let me read that again. Yes, please read that
0: again. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm a good student.
1: (laughs) Oh, and then it ties in with something else, and we'll get to that. Okay. I remain steady through the inner or outer turbulence that is needed for long-term issues to suddenly break free and heal. Okay. So this message... Uh, You know, first of all, Stargate portals, um, my interpretation of that and also, you know, what I know to be true, it's a highly energized time, like in a spiritual sense. So there is this period of time. um, They say portal, but I think it's portal more so on an individual level, meaning are we going to open ourselves up and allow ourselves to go through these things to heal and come out on the other side, so normally these Stargate portals generally start in August eight eight nine nine ten ten eleven eleven twelve twelve so it goes eight through twelve typically, but this triple five is interesting, so it's you know first of all bringing us an opportunity to do this massive deep almost like sudden healing before the other portals actually begin. And what's happening with this is we are in still the energies of the Scorpio full moon. So as we've talked about before, each of the moon cycles lasts for about two to two and a half weeks. And, you know... For a long time before I learned differently, I believed that a full moon was the night of the full moon. New moon was the night of the new moon. But each cycle Mm -hmm. is, it lasts until the next moon, whatever we're going into. So with this Scorpio full moon that we are still under right now, right this minute, it is asking us to do, do the same thing. Except with Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign. And in astrology, our emotions are represented by water. And so with this Scorpio full moon it's like every day. And if not for myself it's for the <laughs> clients it's like something oh, yeah. is going on. And in each and every case I, it is intense. It is there's been a lot of tears. And yet oh. it, there's also been a lot of redirecting. So my interpretation then of the 555 five, five, During the Scorpio full moon is actually a good thing because it then becomes the directional of to what degree are we going to allow ourselves to face this stuff coming up on these very deep levels. I know you've had your stuff, Rebecca. I've had my stuff. And there's some days I just sit here. There's things I should be doing. And it's like I just sit and stare out the window because Uh it's intense. Or I leave yeah. and just go driving like the mindless. There's so much nature here. It's, you can drive anywhere and it's beautiful. So it's, I'm needing to do that more just to process to, I need those cathartic moments like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But it really is calling up to surface these deeper, darker places. That's what this Scorpio full moon did it's like someone went in there with a pickaxe and a shovel and it's like oh here we found this for you okay oh, stephanie yeah. <laughs> here it is over here no you over no you that's buried in the corner well here we'll get it for you it's like oh, no 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 that's no, okay Oh, please don't shine the flashlight. I don't need to know that. So it's, (laughs) yeah. So it's this huge transformation. And so the upside is like we, you know, our mantra has grown to be the last several weeks. We have to walk through it to get to it. And as uncomfortable as these emotions can be, that's really the only way through it, unless we want to go into avoidance. Oh, well, you know, the universe is happy to play that game with us, you know, however <laughs> long we want to. Right. <laughs> it's like oh, we boy. there comes a time where it's like, OK, this isn't fun anymore. It's time to get yeah. serious. But this is what's going on. And so then this Tuesday, so, you know, two days from now, then we have the new moon. So what's beautiful about the new moon is now we can shift back into creating because the full moons ask us to let go, let go of these things and release it. And one thing that I come across, I'll use myself as an example, In when it's time to heal, whether it's an emotion, whether it's a physical body concern, whatever the case might be, it's the reminder of, you know, we, don't, we overlook this. If this is healed and or when this is healed, who am I? What is my definition now according to this aspect of myself that is now healed? What does that feel like? Who am I and what does that feel like? This is where I love Theta Healing because then we can incorporate those thoughts working with the Theta Brain Waves. We can shift those thoughts. We can rearrange the energy, how and what it feels like to feel healed, to be healed, to feel safe in that. So one one client, oh, gosh, this has been a while back. We'll call her Joy. Joy was kind of freaked out. Well, the, you know, it was time to do some healing, and it affected a particular body issue that she struggles with on and off. And, well, but I, is that even possible? And I said, well, it is possible it's always possible yes and her question was well she didn't know if that could be possible and i said i asked her well what would you like we don't have to do this well no i want this i said well then what would that feel like for you well i don't know and so we rearranged some thoughts and energies and things so that she could feel better and feel more comfortable and stable in what that might feel like you know because Again, we can we do what we do. Rebecca and I do what we do, and then it's up to the person, and that includes ourselves too. It's up to us to do our work. So, what does work mean? Um, there's there was, bless his heart, an older <laughs> male client. We'll call him Bob. Bob was wanting to argue with me. And I said, oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got all night. If you want to argue, cool. But where are we going with this? You know, and um, so the long and short of it was a very similar issue where it's like, do we want to hold on to what we believe the problem to be or shall we shift into this other lane called resolution and then take the appropriate actions to move forward? And so then the argument was, what does that mean? I have to do my work. I said, well, (laughs) first of all, we're going to sit with it. And then secondly, how, how do you support yourself when you want to make a change? Well, I do this one thing. I said, okay, that's a very good start. And what else do we do? Do we put pen to paper? And I always encourage everybody, write this stuff down. Write it down. You know, for the new moon, I always, you know, encourage people to begin each each, each uh, manifestation I am, with the words I am or I have. Speaking, speaking whatever we wish to create into the present right here, right now. We can still do that at any other time too. We're not tied to only that one time. So I brought this suggestion forward and there was a few other things. And so it did start to expand his awareness, which was good. But sometimes, you know, people don't know. And again, we don't know until we do know. We don't know different until we learn different. So... And let's see. So those are the energies of the month. The Scorpio full moon, the triple five gateway actually supports that Scorpio full moon. And then at the end of this month on the 29th, now we have Mercury retrograde and this time it's in the sign of Gemini. And so Mercury retrograde, it, it, it walks in and just starts stirring the pot. It doesn't seem to have an invitation, you know. And furthermore, it start, likes to, you know, start cracking that door open about three weeks ahead of time. So this month, again, it's, it begins on the 29th. So it is a time, you know, we always hear about the don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. We know all of the don'ts. What it brings us is the opportunity to review revisit rethink reconsider it's all of our our re words so it's just taking the extra time to think things through and sometimes when we sit with things during that period of time there's that one little aha moment like oh that ties it all together oh okay you know some things it's maybe not ideal to do such as signing legal papers but again some of this Some of what we know to be true or what we think to be true in the world is true because we have the belief and the belief and the belief that it is true. So some people can fly right through it, skate through it, no problem. Other people like Rebecca and myself, we're more sensitive and we can really feel the energy of that movement. (laughs) And and somewhere in there, I was reading that somewhere within Mercury retrograde, then we have a full moon with an eclipse and so that's going to be pretty intense and yet i think it's perfect timing because um you know the moon represents our emotions and so again it's going to bring things to surface and you know here we go again it just seems like the more in tune we grow with all of this we grow to understand that this is life Life is ever-changing. Nothing is ever the same, moment to moment. Even our shows are different from week to week to week to week. So it's the reminder that this is life, you see. It's ever-changing. It's ever-growing. And it's up to us. Do we want to subscribe to growing and evolving and shifting and changing, or do we just want to sit still and, in so many words, get left behind? And it's not so much that we get left behind. It's simply a choice of what would we like to do on our path at that moment in time. You know, do we want to go get the the bag of stuff that we call our deep-seated emotions and just keep sitting on it? Or would we like to just maybe lay those pieces out on the floor and see what's there and what might be useful and revisit some of those things and then make a bigger decision and decide what to do with it? So it will be interesting. It, it always is. Life is always interesting. And oh, this yeah. <laughs> is not month where we, we have our changes going on. But, you know, thankfully we're going into the air sign. So what's nice about the air sign is that it's a uh, faster movement. So Rebecca is a Libra. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> and we're both air signs. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we tend to, when something comes up, because we are air signs that comes up. Air has the fastest movement. It's also um, the sign of intelligence. And so we dive in. We feel it. We think it. We see it. And when we're done with that, which air signs tend to process things pretty quickly, then we're done. And then it's like, okay, on to the next one, you know. So, but in the meantime, we focus on our spiritual growth, our spiritual development. And also think about you know forward thinking too. Just being mindful and aware. What are we doing in our daily practices
0: to help support us? Really yeah. important. Really it important. Is. Yeah. I found um, I found a, a, something that I had posted on Facebook earlier, and it's it's by Vienna Faron, Um, but it was it's at tinybuddha.com, and it says avoiding your triggers isn't healing. Healing happens when you're triggered and you're able to move through the pain, the pattern and the story, and walk your way to a different ending. And I love this because it's like, just like you've been wow. saying, you gotta get, you got to go through it to get to it. And this also reminds me of, you know, what you talk about with the Theta Healing, that what the Theta Healing does is it gives you an opportunity to have somebody help you change the ending which is such a beautiful thing. So you have to get to it so that you actually know what it is. You have to experience the pain, the trigger, so that, because if you don't know what the trigger is, then you're going to keep getting triggered. So the process is that you understand that there's a trigger, you feel the emotional reaction, and you let yourself be in it so that you can actually change how you're responding to it. And so what happens is, you know, especially, like I said, the theta healing, you know, sometimes people heal in one session, sometimes it takes a few, but you'll find that your reactions become less and less and less, and then you finally reach this place where you go, oh, I know what that is, that used to trigger this old pattern, and now I'm the detached observer in it, and I don't, I I respond when I choose to respond instead of reacting, so if you've mm-hmm. had some of these experiences where you know that you've been triggered by stuff when somebody does something and then you're noticing that you've had this thing come up over, you know, several times, say, um, you can watch that the time for you to recover back to your center becomes less and less and less, which is great. So anyway, but mm-hmm. again, so this is, you know, that's 80 healing great for that and Stephanie does that. So, um, yeah, and I'm thinking you were talking about this, this full moon with the eclipse during mercury retrograde i'm thinking you know i think i might want to go just do a girls weekend <laughs>
2: you know or whatever time
0: of the week that is and it's like let it get, take a couple of my best girlfriends and let's just go away <laughs> um but, you know part of yeah. that is because you know with artificial light you know the the native american tradition is that you know they the women talk about the moon time because that was typically when the cycles would happen. And that only changed, really, when we had artificial light come into existence. And so now, because we have artificial light, uh, not every woman has their cycle with the moon time anymore. So there is kind of this wonderful ritual about, you know, women gathering with the full moon. Um, And, you know, in, in some cases, people do that intentionally, which I think is wonderful, but... Anyway, yeah, I'm kind of thinking, I think I want to go head for the hills and hang out with my my, my friends. <laughs> so, but am I running away? Am I avoiding my triggers if I do that? <laughs> well, they follow us
1: everywhere. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. You, you know what? I, and I have to say to everybody, you know, God has a great sense of humor. Trust me. Trust me, God is a great sense of humor, which was, you know, Stephanie and I both have great senses of humor because you have to doing this work. You have to. And um, I always joke around, and and some of my regular clients know this about me. You know, I'll do readings where, uh, you know, in one case, I had a client who she and her husband weren't even thinking about having kids. And I basically told them like three years in advance that they, they were going to have a kid born in November. And they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. And anyway, long story <laughs> short, you know, the, the, kid, the kid cooperated and, and she showed up three years later in November. So I was really grateful for that. But, you know, what happens often is um, somebody will say, oh, I'm pregnant. So, you know, can you tell me what the sex of the baby is? And the thing is, I'm usually wrong. So the thing I have a 50-50 chance on, I'm usually wrong, but I can pull something out of like nowhere and it shows up three years later. <laughs> so I always yeah. feel like God's telling me that, you know, he's got a great sense of humor.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. Yes. I have had yes. um some people have asked you know again, what is the gender? when will it be born? and you know I'm kind of like you. It's like, well, if I say something, then it's the opposite because something I just don't <laughs> tune into right, but this so there was a lady she's actually my really good friend, Cindy, when her daughter Lindsay was pregnant oh my gosh, it's been what, eight or nine years ago now, um, there was this discussion because Lindsay ended up having the grandchild for the entire family, which is really cool. And anyway, um so the question was, well, what's the gender? And so Cindy and her other daughter, oh, it's a girl, it's a girl, you know, singing songs. And um, the sister bought, was buying pink dresses and So finally, Lindsay said, no, this is not a girl. And we actually had a three-way call to discuss the gender. (laughs) And I'm like, it it, it, it just feels wrong, right?
0: So I finally... (laughs)
1: And I kept getting boy with a pendulum. And Cindy said, oh, no, no, it's a girl. It's a girl. See, I had girls, and so it's a girl. And I said, well, it doesn't doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) There's a little more involved than that. (laughs) So in the end, I kept getting boy. And finally, I asked Lindsay, I said, I just want you to close your eyes. I want you to relax. And then you tell me what you feel. She said, I'm having a boy. And I said, okay, she's having a boy. Cindy said, well, I'm ha- I think she's having a girl. I think she's wrong. Well, she had a boy. <laughs>
0: so it's like, <laughs> end of discussion.
1: But every yeah. now and again, it's it's rare, thankfully. Every now and again, someone <laughs> will say, do you know when this baby will be born? And the last time that that question happened was probably three or four years ago. And through, through the pendulum and the charts, I said, well, it looks like this date, this month, this date. Sure enough, it was. Yeah. And so I got this text, and I'm like, "Wow, you know, because we're just as surprised. It's like, okay, we really did connect, you know. And it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was authentic and unique, you know. Sometimes people yeah. will ask, "When is a person going to transition? And that's that's kind of a nerve wracking one. I I usually say when the soul of the person has yeah. decided when they're ready, and everything has been fulfilled. That's when. Yes. You know. I'll get a sense of when when might their energies feel lighter or lessened, you know like off the planet but that one it's just best to leave it up to the soul sometimes people will say oh my gosh they're just laying in the bed and you know there's no action or anything and they're still alive and yes they are one thing that when my when my mother was in the Alzheimer's house and she was in her end days this is one thing that the lady of the house What was her name? I don't recall her name. We'll just call her. We'll call her whatever we want. (laughs) We'll call her Anna. Oh, she was Anna. So it was Anna. And we asked, we said, well, what is this? And she said, and um, she was very Catholic. She had three Alzheimer's houses, you know, one for the non-combative, one for the combative, and one for those who were bedridden. Mm -hmm. And she said um, for those who were bedridden, they're simply working out the last bit of karma, their last days, their their last they're finishing up their work here on the earth. They're very attuned with God, so don't worry about they look lethargic and lifeless. She said, No. They're very much with God and they're having those final discussions and things before they go. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Learned a lot. Yeah.
0: But yeah. anyway And and you're right. That's my been my experience as well that you know, each individual decides when they're leaving. Mm -hmm. And I know people will say, well, yeah, but they had this car accident and they had the, you know, my belief about that. And, and, you know, I should say this too. I don't always put this, this oh, I don't know, qualification on it. But um, certainly whatever I express here is either my experience or my opinion, or I have a source that I trust that has given me the information. But, Um, you know, I believe that we make an agreement with God about what we're going to do while we're here. So we basically, each of us has our own contract about what we're going to learn and when and and who with. And sometimes people that we have a contract with to learn something with decide they're too scared or they don't want to show up and they they leave and somebody else shows up to give us the same lesson. But we basically have Mm -hmm. this agreement with God about Mm -hmm. what we're going to do. And that includes, you know, we get to have free will. We really do absolutely have free will. Uh, that is, you know, and I tell people when I'm, when I'm doing a reading for them, I'll say, look, this is the energy that's around you right now. If you change nothing in your path, this is, this is kind of where you are and where things are headed. But, you know, Mm -hmm. just like the rudder on a boat, if you change that a minuscule amount, you're going to end up on another continent potentially. And so right. you have free will. We'll give you information right now, but if you say, oh, I don't like what Rebecca said and I'm going to change my life, you can go out and make different choices from this moment on and change your life completely. You have free will to do that. So we have free will also around the time that we decide to transition out of our physical form in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. can, we can kind of go, well, this is the energy around what I'm getting regarding that now, but it, they can change it. Part of it is also how stubborn are they because that seems to, it seems to really make a difference. I know, you know this, Stephanie, it makes oh, yeah. a difference. If you have somebody who's really stubborn, like, nah, I'm not going anywhere. You know, the body's not working so well, but I'm not leaving. It's like, okay, you know, you, you get to choose when it's your time. So, uh, you know, there's kind of a comfort in that. And as far as, you know, like if it's a traumatic, uh, passing, you know, and people come to me and say, yeah, but it was this and it was a, an accident or it was this. Well, I still believe that the soul made the agreement with God before they came in that they would go that way and that they would participate in whatever the, the circumstances were because it, it's somehow for the highest good. So, you know, it's always an interesting thing to have that perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. Um... A recent connection I made, we'll call this lady Elizabeth, Um, Elizabeth is, was in a relationship and her guy was a little bit younger and getting along great. They hadn't married yet. They were just getting along really, really well. And then all of a sudden, quote unquote, out of nowhere, he started panicking and he's like, Elizabeth, something's about to happen. I feel like I'm not going to be here anymore. And she, you know, oh, you're crazy. Oh, that's nuts. You know, why would you say that? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, I'm really scared. And true to form. So so Sylvia Brown taught people that every one of us, we have, I believe it's up to six possible exit points in our lives. And we can take that exit point for whatever reason. We're tired or maybe we learned our lessons early, whatever the case might be. So this young man was all of 38 years old, and he he finally said, you know, I don't feel right. So about two weeks later, he had a seizure, was taken to the hospital, um, and this was not his normal. This was, quote unquote, out of nowhere. And so long story short, one thing led to another, and um, Elizabeth was connected with me via a Reiki master, in her area um he and i are connected and so the reiki master let me know hey listen i'm sending elizabeth to you here's kind of this you know outline of what's happening and when elizabeth reached out she said this is what it is and i said well i'm right here i'm holding space for you for him for whatever is needed just just know i'm here Okay. Well, then one thing led to another. Now he's on life support. This had zero to do with COVID. This was everything to do with, it had to do with um, an aneurysm and he was here and gone uh, about 10 days later after he started telling her this. And so then she messaged me this past week and she said, and so during the time where they had now pulled the plug, Mm-hmm. She texted me. What do I do? I said, you talk with him. The hearing yeah. is the very last sense to go. I said, whether if you're comfortable talking out loud. Great. If you want to just telepathically communicate with him, he can still hear you. And so. And it was beautiful. And so then this past week, and then he was gone. So she got to have her final words, and she was the final person to have her final words. And so she messaged this past week. She said, I just want to thank you so much. It meant so much to know that you were right there, and you let me know what I could do to help both of us. And it was beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. You talk that about transition. Yeah, so I, w- I would like to say it might have been, I think it was a little bit after the Triple Five Gateway, and it might have been right before. Mm-hmm. So I think he, it, clearly he took his exit point, but it was right around that time. Very interesting that he knew. So yeah. that's always an interesting experience too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and it is so wonderful that you were there for them through that. It's It's such a comforting thing. Um you know, and, and reminds me, it's interesting, so tomorrow is actually the anniversary of my father's transition. Oh, interesting. And I was the one who was with him when he transitioned. Mm. Um, he was afraid to die. He didn't know if there was a God. We kind of talked about mm. that a few times. But mm. he had been married twice and both of his wives died. And after his second wife died, he didn't want to be here anymore. You know, my mom died, and she was benign. He was 75, which by today's Mm. standards is pretty young. Um, Mm -hmm. But then my dad was a newlywed again at 79. So for those of you who think you're too old to find a partner, my dad was a newlywed again (laughs) at 79, and they were together for, I think, almost 13 years. And then she died also, and he said to me, I don't want to be here anymore. But my dad was an orchestra conductor, and they that profession has the lowest incidence of heart disease of any profession because they're constantly doing cardiovascular work, right? So his body mm-hmm. was really healthy, even though he didn't want to be here. So um, anyway, so he was 94 when he passed, but uh, I remember him telling me, you know, he didn't want to say – he didn't want to come out and say he was afraid to die because this was my dad, Right. You have to be the stoic, you know, head of the household. <laughs> My dad was born in Vienna, it, you know, the proper European gentleman. So, you know, you do things that are proper and being emotional with your children is not one of those things, really, you know. Um, but he, he transitioned with me there with him and it was beautiful. It was one of those peaceful things that I, I've oh, ever that's experienced. Wonderful. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's. but he was ready. You know, he really was ready. There was no struggle with him and mm-hmm. um so but yeah I, i'm just i i'm so glad that you were there for those people too it's it's um it's a privilege it it's really a privilege. is a
1: privilege the blessing and a privilege absolutely yeah yeah yeah
0: wonderful yeah and then hopefully we get to go the way we want to go my mom my mom you know had a heart attack while she was sleeping so she went the way she wanted to go um <laughs> way too clean. soon, in my opinion. But uh, uh, always, you know, <laughs> yeah, always, always, always. Anyway, how did we end yeah. up on this? It's okay. It's a beautiful thing. It's a transition, <laughs> folks. It is it absolutely is- a transition. You know, it's it's our just because our physical forms don't continue, our souls continue. They, they absolutely continue. And, and also, you know, just kind of a, another positive thing that I want to say about this, and then I know I'm looking at the clock going, oh, we should probably get to meditation. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, if you talk to your loved ones who've passed, they can hear you. And really important, if you think you hear them talking to you, they are talking to you. If you have a dream about them, they are visiting you. Those are visits. So they are absolutely around you. If you think they are but you're not sure, trust yourself. They're, they're around you. They really are. Um, I used to get mad at my mom because she didn't really show up for me much, and I've had her come to me a couple of times. My mother has come to me when I have really, really needed help. And the dreams have been, you know, you need to do this, and this is why, and, and this is the other reason, and you can do this, and it's because you are who you are. And it, the, the, the time she has come to me, I have absolutely been devastated by whatever's been going on, and she has given me peace, like the messages she's given me have given me absolute peace. And so, I, you know, I used to get mad, well, how come you don't visit me more often? But, you know, I know she thinks of me, I think of her. And I see her smiling, but as far as her actually, like, giving her, you know, giving me messages in my ears, I don't get that a lot. But you know what? I know that it's perfect. And I also figure she's probably helping a lot of other people, you know? So anyway, there's that.
1: Wonderful. So, yeah.
0: Anyway, all right. Are you ready for meditation or is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we
1: get to that? I think we can move along to meditation. We're going to do a very, another short, sweet, simple, fun thing that we can all do. So here we go. Um, everyone just relax. Just take a deep breath right where you are at. Inhale and hold. And exhale. Blow it out. And one more inhale in and hold and exhale. So right where we are, we're going to imagine this great big, warm, fuzzy pink blanket. And this is a lighter shade of pink and it's got silver shimmers in it. And we're going to take this big pink blanket. Let's make it out of fleece because that's always cozy, yummy material. And we're going to wrap this around us right now. And this is bringing to us the energy of love, especially on a day like today, Mother's Day. We're wrapping ourselves up in this energy of love. And as we're getting cozy within this space, we're seeing a little beautiful rain shower of roses, of rose beds. And these rose beds are gently falling from the sky. And they're attaching themselves to this big pink blanket. And we'll go with pink roses, with a pink blanket. And all of these roses, as they land, are bringing us a beautiful love bomb. So as each rose lands, we're just feeling this nice warm burst of love. This nice warm burst of, oh, oh, this feels good. Allow yourself to feel this energy. Allow yourself to connect with this energy. Just feel that, feel that love. Feel the extra love come in with each of these roses. Just feel all these love bombs landing on you. Absorb that. Allow your skin to absorb it. Allow yourself to absorb it. Your brain, all of your energy centers. Just feel that for a moment. it feels so nice and so gentle. This is replenishing our energies. It's refreshing our energies. It's absorbing negativity. It's absorbing whatever energy is not ours. Transmuting that. Sending it back to creator and having creator transmute that to love and light. And so now we're really sitting within ourselves. We're sitting in this beautiful space of love, and this is us. This is our energy right here, right now. This is us. This is what we do feel like. And we're now we're going to gently unplug ourselves from all the mass consciousness chaotic thoughts. We're going to unplug from that and plug just straight into creator's energies, which is nothing but pure love. And again, just let yourself feel that. For those who may need some assistance, let's have Creator show you how and what it feels like to allow yourself to feel love, to know it's possible, that it's happening right now, that it's hydrating you and it's washing through you and all around you. It's a beautiful saturation. And this is something that all of you can do at any time, anywhere, no tools are needed. except your connection with God, with Creator. And so now we will come back present. Let's take a deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. And just one more deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. And now we are back. When you're ready, open your eyes. And if you have water nearby, go ahead and take a drink of water. Hydrate. That will help to hydrate these energies. And is Garrett still with us?
2: I'm sorry, I'm chugging my lemon water.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That's good. Good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. Yummy. Yes. All right.
2: Are you ready well, for some calls? Effective. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We we got a yes, bunch of callers are. tonight. And if I've not screened your call and you want to ask a question, I'll be coming on the line after we bring Erica, who's calling about moving on in just a moment. I'll only ask for your first name and the topic you want to ask the ladies about, nothing more, and um, then you'll get to talk to them, okay? So, Erica, welcome to Your Sunday Psychics. You're live with Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello? Hi, Erica.
0: It's Rebecca. Hi. How can Hi. I help you tonight? Hi. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um,
2: My brother, Eric, is currently living in Italy. Um, I guess he, like, met some people that turned out to be pretty bad people, and now he's trying to just get away. He's terrified, okay. and he's planning to move. Um, I'm wondering, he's considering France, Germany, or U.S., and I'm wondering what would be the safest for him.
0: You know, I, I have to tell you my initial impression is for him to just come home, and it's it's almost like leave the stuff you can if you've got somebody else who can go get the stuff later, or does he really need it um And the reason that I'm saying that it's not necessarily that he's that in danger, if you will. it's more that emotionally and and with anxiety the anxiety he's experiencing, I feel like the very best thing is for him to leave as quickly as possible. so that being said, when you said france i got like a i wanted to lean into that so i feel like he can go there for a little bit but that ultimately coming back here and landing here is better for him and then he can kind of regroup and then figure out where he wants to go so it's you know it's a it's a temporary thing for him to do something immediately to get out Um, And then my impression is he may be in France where I'm hearing the numbers two to three. So it might be two to three weeks, two to three months, something like that. Um, But it would just be kind of a place to just relax and kind of bring himself back to center because he's in so much anxiety. Uh, And then after that, I feel like, you know, I see him coming back and staying here for an extended period of time. But I do see him going back and traveling abroad again. So uh, he's not somebody who likes to sit in one spot. I mean, he does want to find a place to land. Um, but right now, the immediate, the immediate urgency is to get him into an environment where he feels safe because his, his, he's burning out his, his um, I, I, I'm not literally burning out his adrenals, but the fact that he's in this heightened state of fight or flight all the time right now, um, it's, it's triggering almost like a constant state of post-traumatic stress. And so that's why I feel the urgency for him to leave the situation and go someplace fairly quickly. France is easy. You know, it's, it's not overseas. It's, it's, it's a fairly simple, you know, place to get to for him from, from where he is. Um, and, again, I feel like that would be a safe place to, for him to land. It feels very safe for him to be there. Uh, But I feel like he needs to really connect with family again and be back in the States, and then he can go back and he'll land somewhere else. But that's what I'm hearing. And um, I want to say, you know, he may be home for Christmas is kind of the the energy I'm getting, that he may be back in the States for Christmas. So um, that's what I'm getting. Uh, Again, I see this all happening in him being safe. So I just want to reassure you that, the energy around him is that he is safe and protected. But I, I really would like to encourage that, 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 he move, you know, get, get out and go to France as quickly as he can. That's, that's definitely coming up. So, all right. So let me, let me turn this over to Stephanie and, and um, have her give your, her input as well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're so Hi, welcome, Erica.
1: Erica. Hi Erica. Hi Erica. Um, A couple of things come through. First of all, I pretty much see what Rebecca sees. For right now, if he can get to France as quickly as possible, that would be great. I am seeing that this is generating some health challenges, more specifically with his immune system. It does have to do with his cortisol is heightened. So he's likely a healthy person overall, but these are things to keep in mind. I see his blood pressure going up a little bit. So the sooner he gets out of France, the better. Even if he has to just go with a clothes on his back for right now, perfect. And he'll, he'll be back stateside on or before the end of the year. And I think he'll be back in the U.S. at least for six months, possibly seven to eight, before he decides where he wants to land next. Is he going to be safe while he's there? That's what's keeping his body in a panic state. So he will be. Just remind him to call upon his angels. The angels will come. Um, they, they assist us only when we invite them in. So just let him know to connect, talk with him, bring them in, call upon Archangel Michael, invite him in, and ask him to go to work for him ASAP. So... France first, stateside second. That's what I'm seeing. Thank you for your call, Erica. Yeah, thank you so much for the advice. He really is in, in panic mode right now. He really is. I, he's not safe in being hunted and tapped and everything, you know? Yes, and so, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, when we go through big changes like that, sometimes it's easier just to... Um, Go with go with the flow of the universe and say, okay, this flush the toilet. I've got my clothes on my back and my backpack. Let me get to the next destination first before I figure out my next step. You know, because stuff is just stuff. He can acquire more stuff later. So that would be the mm-hmm. first best step. Yes. Yes. Yep. And he'll, and he'll have thought. the help he needs.
0: I'm just,
2: just mm-hmm. going to take my laptop and leave everything. I don't care any, about anything. I'm taking off. <laughs> so you're <Perfect>. right on. <laughs>
1: Good, good. Okay, perfect. Okay, yes. You, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have
2: Okay. There we Oh, sorry, Erica. There we go. And our next call is Carrielle. She's calling about her daughter's health. So Carrielle, welcome to your Sunday Psychics. You're live with Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please.
0: Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Stephanie. Yes, my Hi, daughter's Carrie. not been feeling well for the last three days. Um, she's my oldest daughter. Karen and uh, I just was wondering what you could see with the claws. Or sure, she feels like she has a fever to her, but she doesn't like to you. If you you know what I mean? So it's kind of, but although her husband said she was really hot like a couple nights ago.
1: Okay, okay. As far as Karen goes, what what the first thing that jumping out at me is this there's a bacterial infection going on that i can see i'm seeing something in the lungs and her body is hot because her body is fighting this so i understand that there's likely a fear of covid start yeah. with the back. yeah yeah absolutely i mean everything you're describing people would say oh covid but there's a little bit more going on so her body is fighting to keep her you know, in homostasis, bring her back into homostasis. Um, I do see where there's some inflammation. There's some joint pain going on right now because it's very offset. It, to me, it looks like her, the alkaline and acid levels in her body are off right now. Right now, in this moment, she's more on the acid side of things. So if she can do what she can to bring that down a little bit, that would include something as simple as, adding lemon juice to water or adding apple cider vinegar to water. So that would also help with the bacterial infection and that needs to run its course, as we know. So, but of mm-hmm. course, keep a, keep a very close eye on that. Um, let me have you talk with Rebecca now. I'm not seeing too much beyond that.
0: Rebecca. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Carrie. Um, okay. So Hi. First of all, Um, I definitely get something um, abdominally, and and so as Stephanie was talking about um, the inflammation with the alkaline versus the acidic, I definitely got that as well. Um, I also feel like there is an infection going on and that she needs liquids for sure, you know, and and I, I just got that. You know, doing, like, um, bone broth is good. It's healing Um, the honey and the lemon that Stephanie suggested is also really helpful to get the inflammation down. I do get that the inflammation, it it shows to me in the abdominal area. Um, And that, you know, uh, it could be liver, it could be uh, intestines, but it's showing up as inflammation. So this is not a disease necessarily as much as it's it's irritated um, and inflamed, and I get that this is due to some kind of infection. So um, I just want to say that everything that Stephanie said is definitely what I'm also getting, um, and I'm getting she does need rest. So Eating foods that are easy to digest or sticking to, you know, like the clear soups or clear broths, um, you know, absolutely lemon water uh, or honey lemon water, those things will all help. Um, but making sure that she stays hydrated and then letting her body kind of do what it needs to do. She needs to rest. That's not something she likes to do. She's not, she's one of those people where. You know, it, it's like I'm not calling in sick unless I'm dying. You know, and it's like so. So it's really important that she actually rest because her body needs it. And I don't see this being a real long term thing. It's it's mm-hmm. it, as long as she'll actually rest and get her body the opportunity. To, to heal from this, my impression is she'll be okay. It's just she needs to do it sooner than later. She can't keep pushing herself. What happens is when we push ourselves and our body's already telling us that something is out of balance, then we actually we keep pushing the body still that runs out of stores and basically shuts down. It's kind of like, you know, you want to go get gas when your gas tank is at like a quarter tank. You don't want to wait until you're actually running out of gas on the side of the road. And so Karen tends to be the one who waits until she's running out of gas on the side of the road to pay attention to how she's feeling. And she can't afford to do that right now. It's You know, it's her immune system needs the, the opportunity to heal And so the rest and and eating the foods or, you know, having the clear liquids is really going to help her body. It'll just give her the break that she needs. Part of this is also absolute exhaustion. So it almost feels like even if she weren 't having any symptoms, you know she could go someplace and and, and sleep a lot for a week, and she 'd feel better anyway but but she doesn 't respond to that when her body 's really tired; she tends to push herself beyond the edge and, and My impression is that that 's kind of what 's happened here. Um, the only other thing that comes up is, um, is to make sure that she takes probiotics. So I don't know if, if she ends up going to a doctor and they give her antibiotics or something. Make sure she also takes some kind of probiotics because as Stephanie was mentioning that the acidic and alkaline balance is off in her system. I also got the impression um, of, of the floral in her gut being out of whack. And so taking a really good probiotic would also help. So those things being said, I also have to qualify the fact that I'm not a medical professional. This is all intuitive and that we always have to suggest that if there is a medical need that you seek a licensed professional, um, just kind of have to give you that disclaimer. So, but, but I see, you know, this will be a few days. I feel like she'll be fine as long as she actually surrenders and lets herself rest and doesn't try to come back too quickly. Like. You know, the, the day that she's starting to feel better, that isn't the day to get up and go start doing the old routine. She needs an extra day or two to just rest until she actually feels 100%, okay? And you can tell her I said that. <laughs> tell her that I said she needs to rest an extra day or two. And if she doesn't feel like, yes, I am ready to take on the world, she should not be going back to her regular routine. Okay, she has to be completely at 100% energy before she goes back. Otherwise, she's, she's risking um, having like a relapse. So uh, she's, she's got to really give herself the opportunity to get, to get 100% better this time. So I hope that helps. Let us know how she's doing. And, and thank you so much for the call tonight, Carrielle. Thank you.
2: Thank you, you Cariel. Well Have a great night. And one more caller on the same topic of health and that's Lori calling about health tonight. Lori, you're live with your Sunday psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please.
0: Hi. Hi, Lori. I'm, this is Rebecca Hi, How can I Help. Hi. Um, well, I have um kidney cancer. A tumor okay. a kidney tumor on my only kidney. Okay.
1: And um I had a biopsy last March and they almost killed me when
0: they nicked my artery during okay. just the biopsy. So now I'm like yeah. really afraid to um, do whatever else is next. What The next thing is to remove the um, tumor yeah. before grow yeah. it grows. Right. Okay, um, so first good. of all, I, I, I completely understand. and And I want you to just take a breath. It's okay to be scared. I can feel it. I can feel that you're scared and you're sad, and I, I, I absolutely get it. So take a breath. It's okay to feel those feelings. So the first thing that I get is that this is a slow-growing tumor. It is contained, and I do get the impression that removing it will you'll be cancer free when they remove it. That, but but the thing is, I understand the fear about what happened last time when they did the biopsy that they nicked the artery. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, I see you having a successful surgery. So, uh-huh. you know, I I'm, I'm guessing you're probably going to have a different surgeon than. Then who did yeah. the biopsy? Is that is that right? Okay. So the yeah. thing is... you know, I only have one can, kidney, too. I yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. The kidney is healthy other than this tumor. Yeah. So, and, and that's what I get, That is absolutely healthy. Like the tissue in it, there's no... Um, oh, I can't think of the word. When the tissue dies, there's none of that. Like the whole thing looks really, really healthy and vibrant, but it's got the tumor in it. That's it. It looks absolutely healthy to me. And I promise you, I would tell you if I felt like it was something different. I feel like this is contained. I feel like it's slow growing. I see you having a successful surgery. I see you being in pain for a couple of days afterwards. But, but you're going to feel better. And I feel like this is, you know, I just see that this is going to be okay. You're going to have a good outcome for this. But you have to be willing to embrace the idea that you can have a good outcome. Okay. Yeah. And and the other thing that I would say is it's really important that you find the right surgeon. So it's okay for you to go and interview different doctors. Until you find about somebody, you know, What the doctor, look them. What, about the doctor I got. what about the doctor I got already? Is this somebody doctor that is I not know. the one who did the biopsy? Is he a different doctor? Right. Right. Okay, so, so let me just ask you, because the energy that I get about the doctor who's going to work on you is somebody who has this just an incredibly calm demeanor, talks very calmly, um, is, is just like when you t- – he feels very reassuring um, because mm-hmm. of the way that he is, it is his demeanor. He's just very calm. It's like he's it's, – it's, it's, it feels good to be in his presence. He feels peaceful to me. So in you experience, name, you, I'm sorry the, the name of him is the name of the guy I see right now. His name is Jonathan Harper.
2: Okay,
0: hang on one second
2: here.
0: yeah, I feel like he's really good. he's very diligent, he's very thorough. He's very much about the science and and it's and so he's always up on the latest techniques the latest research. Um, I feel like he's a good fit for you for this. I really do because he's so meticulous and so detailed. And I know we all want that in a surgeon. And I I can hear people say, oh, but everybody's that way when they're a surgeon. No, there are people who are, it's, it's about, how do I put this? In his case, It is absolutely about treating each patient as an individual case and that you approach each one as if it's a brand new situation. You don't ever get comfortable with, oh, I've done that surgery 5,000 times, it's going to be fine. You want the surgeon who says, okay, let me look at who you are and what your situation is and how I can best serve you, and that's how he is. He's super meticulous. I really like his energy for this. The other thing that I want to suggest to you is, you know, when you're going to be going in for the surgery, do a visualization that every single person who touches your body or who works on behalf of your health and well-being, that they're all just channeling the energy of God, that they're channeling God's perfection for your perfect health. Okay, so this all feels really good to me. It feels really good to me. And I feel like you're going to be okay. I really do. So try to just relax and surrender into that. You're making all of the right decisions. And what happened before Mm -hmm. happened before. It's not now. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me turn it over to Stephanie. I'm sure she'll have some more information for you. And all the best to you. Thank you.
1: Hello there. All right. I have some feedback for you. So Rebecca has touched on quite a bit. One of the functions that kidneys have, there's an energy. So with all of our organs, there's a specific energy involved. And, for example, with the liver, the liver processes everything. And I do have a chart. I just want to look quickly. I think I know what it is. I want to say it's fear, but I just want to double check. So it is. So with our kidney, ears, and bladder, the emotion that is tied into that is fear. And it's being scared to death. And what comes with this is the energy of fear of letting go. So in your case, you know we're working with a very finite set of circumstances there's one kidney and one option and this is what we're going to do in this case and as I'm looking and reading at this um, <laughs> it sounds a little bit personal but um, burps come up when I'm talking about things and I only say that because it's validation so this is validation from spirit for me so Part of what we would like what I would like for you to do for your homework is just letting go of this fear releasing this fear back to God back to the universe inviting your angels in like what we were saying with a previous caller our angels will intercede for us only when we ask them in only when we call them in and invite them in I know that this can be healed and I also know that the on the spiritual side of things this is an invitation from the universe for you to say, okay, all right angels, whatever it is you do, I invite you to come in, help with this healing. The archangel that specifically helps with healing is Archangel Raphael. And he comes in on the color of green. So which is nice because if you can't remember the name, just remember the color. And so ask Archangel Raphael to come in and saturate your kidney. And let's just do that right now, if that's okay with you. We're going to saturate your kidney with Archangel Raphael's healing color. We're also going to saturate it with the energy of love. Love is the strongest energy on the planet. It was the energy brought to us so that we may help ourselves, that we can evolve and grow and everything else. So let's just wash your kidney clean. Let's saturate it. And for any and all energy that's present, that's not serving you, we're just going to have Creator come in and gently release, dissolve, transmute that. And for everything released, we invite in, once again, the energy of love. And we're going to see and observe all of the cells within the kidney, replenishing, rehydrating, healing, multiplying. We're also going to hydrate your liver. So with the liver, that brings up the other emotions of anger, frustration, jealousy, envy. In this case, it would make practical sense that it brings up anger because the question is why why is this happening why is it happening to me i have this finite set of circumstances so let's hydrate your liver right now with the energy of love we're also going to call in archangel raphael and have raphael bring in his healing for you and then finally what we're going to do is change out your pituitary gland So why would we do that? Well, the pituitary gland is the hard drive of the physical body, and it's also the hard drive of the spiritual body. And so with healing, everything begins first in the spiritual realms and then filters down into our physical body. So let's do that and release the old pituitary, download the new pituitary, and then bring in all of the programming that is needed for your kidney, for your liver, to reprogram itself. We're also going to clear energies from your RNA white blood cells chromosomes, release all of the malevolent energy attached there, and we're going to, once again, have Creator download the energy of love to all of those places. And then we're going to recalibrate your energies right now. And so when we are finished with this call, I want you to hydrate. Drink a couple of glasses of water. Of course, not all at the same time, but um, keep the water flowing up until bedtime. It's going to be inconvenient during the night, but this will help to cleanse and clear your energies. And then finally, with the new moon coming up on Tuesday, it's clear what it is that you wish to manifest. So put pen to paper and preface, your affirmations even if it's two even if it's one but preface each sentence with I am or I have I have a healthy functioning kidney I am cancer-free I have perfect health you follow me on that yeah and just keep it short and sweet It's not necessary to make the mile-long sentences, but you're setting your intention for what will be happening. And then the fact that we're moving into Mercury retrograde, the upside of this is that it may actually invite in new doctor opinions. It may invite in an unexpected visit from a different kind of specialist who has seen this before. So just set your intentions that divine intervention has already happened. And that your okay. kidney is going to be just fine. Anyway, I do see that you're going to come through this. And so the the homework is up to you just to write out the affirmations, even if it's two. Write that down. Put pen to paper because it, regi- it registers in the psyche really well. And with the new pituitary gland, you are now feeding it the brand new programming as you release the fear and you're releasing the anger. You're stepping into this new place. And then I guess the last thing is I would like for you to practice just placing yourself inside of a pink bubble. And this pink represents love. And so for every time your thoughts, your emotions start slipping into that place, bring that bubble in and allow the energy of love to instantly transmute that. So what you're doing is that you're then allowing your energies to be in this heightened state of a frequency because our goal here is to assist you in keeping the frequency as strong as possible so that by the time it is time for surgery it will probably go very very smoothly, seamless, problem-free. So That's what comes through for you, hon. All right? Yeah, thank you.
2: You're welcome. Thank you, Lori. Good luck to you.
1: Thank you. Okay, and
2: our final call of the night is going to be Nicole, and Nicole is calling about relationships. Nicole, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please.
1: Hi, yes, thank thank you for taking my call. Um, I have
0: been in a four-year relationship. Um, We... um, have been in a long-distance relationship for about a year. I used to live where he lived at,
1: but I moved somewhere else. Um, But we're planning to move in in July.
0: Um, I just want to see where you pick up. That's all.
1: All right. So let me understand. And hi, Nicole. This is Stephanie. Hi. So you two are planning to move in together in July or simply relocate to a different residence? Well, he's only been in my apartment where I live at now, here in West Virginia, because he lives in Indiana, I live in West Virginia, I used to live in Indiana, and okay. then I moved to West Virginia about 2019. Okay, all right, and so the question is, who's moving where? Um, He's moving here, um, i okay. just trying to see what you just, um, you know, people okay. okay, perfect, and what is his first name, please? Donovan. Donovan. Okay. Okay. I'm seeing some very strong ties to Indiana. However, it looks like he's ready for a new chapter, um, not only with you, but as far as where he's living. There's Mm -hmm. something to do with his... um, He has a sense of something isn't right with him living where he is at present. And I don't mean just um, his home. I'm talking about the state of Indiana. There's this growing aversion, but it's rooted in other stuff. There's stuff that's being hidden that I can't see at this moment. But anyway, it will serve him well to be there with you. Um, In Mm -hmm. terms of what I'm seeing... This looks positive. It looks like you two have a good friendship. The friendship base of your relationship is actually going to grow. So for him to relocate like this, it would be interesting if he looked at his astrocartography to see, you know, how does West Virginia serve him? But anyway, it looks like his energies are going to feel better. You will clearly feel more content. This is a major do-over for the two of you. Um, And in spite of the length of time you two have been together and have known each other, in a lot of ways, it's going to feel like a brand new relationship. There's, there's some doubt on your part, but it's rooted in nervousness and it's rooted Mm -hmm. in fear. Like, Oh my God, he's going to get here. And what if, you know, what if the shoe drops? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's important to, you know, turn that thinking around too because what we don't want to do is manifest our fear. So with your thoughts, keep them clean and clear um, as much as you can. And when he arrives, I don't know if this is on the menu for you guys, but at some point, I think you said moving in July, it will be good when you two move into a new space together because that will Mm -hmm. also mark the, the new beginning as well. It looks like it will flow fairly well. He's going to feel more content on the inside. So for you, you are going to feel like, who is this person? Meaning in a good way. Because the nervousness that he experiences now and the anxiety and stuff, he's going to calm down. And there's a part of that where, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about this. There's going to be the part of you that is going to feel a little disconnected as far as, well, who is this person? Because now that he's doing really well, then the question is, how do you navigate with that? So, you know, you flow with the new, because that's going to be who he is. He's growing into, he's still, he's still growing. And I think all of us grow and expand through our life, but um, there's something different for him. He's going to feel satisfied and you're not used to seeing that. And that's what will feel different to you. But yet, there's nothing wrong other than it will be time for your perceptions to shift gears and to keep up with him. And initially it's going to feel like a foreign language, but as time goes on, his actions will show you. That's what you're going to see is through his actions because he's going to relax. He's going to let go and you're, you're going to wonder, well, where did he go? The upside is that part of him will have been released and it's gone. He'll either leave Uh it in Indiana or he'll just send it all back up to God and say, here, your turn. I'm done (laughs) because I'm enjoying being this new person. So I'm seeing good stuff, but it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you because it will uh be the matter of accepting the fact that everything you've ever wanted for him to be, he's going to change and that's going to be different. And so you keeping up with his change, which then affects change within you in a positive way. That's what I see. Let's mm-hmm. see what Rebecca
0: sees for you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, hi, Nicole. Okay, so, hi. Hi. you know, it's, it's, hi. Um, so, so yes, 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 everything that Stephanie's saying. Um, it, it and so I literally have these images of him, like, bringing the boxes in and helping unpack and, like, figuring out where do we want to put this and what do we need to do to organize it and do I need to help you, like, bring new furniture in or what do we need to do to make this organized? And the energy of this is that he's really ready to make a life with you, that his new energy is... This is my life partner. This is somebody that I want to make a life with. And so he's really getting to this place where he's ready to do that. It may not be, you know, like, okay, let's get married tomorrow. But he definitely has this intention now, this energy of this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is a life that I want to make with this person. There's, it's definitely very strong. And so uh and so Stephanie talking about how you might not recognize him because he's showing up in a new way, it'll be like, huh? And it'll feel foreign because he's shown up to you before, but it's like it's never been in action the way that he's going to be in action. So uh mm-hmm. it's you know, I'm excited for you. This is this is really great. Um You know, you guys have been kind of building towards this for a long time. And really, the the distance between the two of you has reaffirmed that you guys can get through anything. And that's part of what's actually been making the relationship stronger. But it's also kind of created this thing where it's like we just don't want to be apart anymore. So really good stuff. Um, I can't emphasize enough that, you know, he's really got this intention now that he is ready to, to create a life with you. That it isn't just, um, you know, let's see what happens, let's see what happens. It's like, no, there's a clear intention now. So, uh, mm. anyway, yeah, it's exciting. So let us know. Um, yeah, this is, it's good stuff. This is really good. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's four years in the making, actually. Yeah, so yeah, yeah right I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Well, you know, the good things take time sometimes, right? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's really good. Yeah. But anyway, we'll keep us posted. And thank you so much for the question tonight, Nicole. We so appreciate it. And all the best to you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Right. Thank take you,
1: Nicole. Share. Bye.
2: Well, ladies, you have four minutes left to okay. share your wisdom and have fun.
0: <laughs> do we have to do it in that order? Well, no. <laughs> wow, we can choose our person. order. I know, wow, it is cool. Um, All right, so first of all, shameless plugs. If you would like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. If you'd like to schedule an appointment with me, uh, my website is rebeccafisk.com. If you mention the show, when you reach out to us, uh, we do give a super, uh, Your Sunday Psychic, a super discount. So uh, let us know if you hear from us through the show. And um gosh, I don't Stephanie, do you have any parting words for everybody for this week?
1: I do. Um first of all, I want to thank everyone who listened to my show this past week where I had a guest, uh, Chris Fabish from New Zealand, fabulous healer. I am doing that show once a month, the first Tuesday of the month at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So every time there will be a different guest that does something different and totally cool. And then there is an event coming up here the first weekend of August in Palmer, Alaska, the Alaska Whole Life Festival. So aside from that, everyone just go with the flow, flow through the flow, and just know that – just know that the new moon is Tuesday. I'm waiting for that one too. I'm waiting for when we can just kind of relax a little bit here and start making our list of what to create. So oh, just absolutely. flow with the energies right now. Yeah. And and with yeah. the 555 portal, you know, things are opening up for all of us in a beautiful way. I just firmly believe that there's going to be some really nice things happening. And it'll be fun to see how that affects the entire planet. So so, I think neat things are coming. We're just still walking through some residue and things and uh, waiting for it to transform. Mother Earth will transform accordingly as well. So there oh, yeah.
0: we
2: have it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And oh, yes, she so does. Yes, that, uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, Mother Nature will always bring things into balance. So when we go with the flow and we don't fight things, we surrender into the process and, and allow and, and understand that it is because everything will come back into balance. Um, that's part of the thing when we're healing is knowing that when we go through the painful stuff, we get to come back to the joy as well. So what I want to leave everyone with is do something that brings you joy every single day, okay? Every single thing on the planet is is vibration and frequency. So joy has a frequency. Happiness has a frequency. Love has a frequency. Sadness has a frequency. If you allow yourself to have experiences that bring you joy and happiness and love, then you're, you're vibrating higher, which helps create better health, um, a better feeling of well-being. So give yourself permission to do something that brings you joy every day or at least a little bit of laughter. Okay? So um, that's my homework for all of you. <laughs> Yay! Um, I'm, we're grateful to all of you for tuning in today. Have a great week. Stephanie, thank you so, so much. Garrett, thank you, thank so, you. so, so much. And, thank you, um, Garrett. And all have a great here. week. Have a great week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Take good care. All right. Thank
1: you. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> I love that music.
1: <laughs>